You're listening to the Heart and Soul Podcast, where we celebrate vulnerability and shameless living. No topic is off limits when you're chatting with your besties. Let's own our worth and walk empowered towards truth together. I had this, (laughs) at the end of my freshman year of college, I made a CD for everyone that for everyone in the dorm, in our dorm hall, that had all goodbye songs on it oh for everyone gosh. to listen to as they were driving home. Wait, senior year? Freshman year. Okay. Sorry, freshman year of college. I was like, you were still in a dorm in senior year? Yeah, I was really sheltered. <laughs> <laughs> hey, y'all. <laughs> we're back. We're back, and we're talking about um, graduations from different grades. Fifth grade, senior year. Eighth grade. Eighth grade. All the big milestones in life. Mainly because one of the girls that I train played the graduation song by Vitamin C this morning while I was training her. And I was I remembered every single word to the verse and chorus. And I was like, this is such a classic song. Incredible. How's everybody doing? Okay, good. <laughs> Speaking of graduations, um, obviously, you know, a lot of them are getting postponed, postponed. or like not happening. And... Um, personally, I probably would have loved that because I hated sitting through all of my graduations. I hated it. I remember I, like, begged my parents' college graduation to let me just skip walking and just, like, go straight to the bars. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was like, I, I mean, look, college and high school, great. Like, I know it's an accomplishment. Super important. But I just... I was like, what? Like, just walking across the stage doesn't mean anything. It's just, it's a rolled up piece of paper. It's not my actual diploma. I have to sit through this like two hour ceremony with all these people, and I wasn't even really close with a lot of the people in my like major. Yeah. So I was like, I'd rather just skip this. But anyway, I know it's really important. But did your too. mom like make a big deal out of it? Oh shoot! Yeah, they were like, you have to. My mom did too. Yeah. So I was this is like a humble brag but I'm really not trying to brag I was top 10% of the journalism school and there's like this sash that you get for being in the top 10% and then there's like this honor sash Mm -hmm. well I was so late in ordering my graduation whatever robe that I didn't order any of those I was like I don't care like this is sash doesn't mean I mean I know I'm smart right and so my mom day of graduation is like how come all these people have these gold sashes and you don't you're top 10 percent. and I was like ah, I shouldn't order it Dea. she was like are you freaking kidding me she was like you're wearing that sash like I'm gonna I want people to know you know and so I was like well my friend Brian he has his graduation this morning and I have mine this afternoon he got the same sash she was like you're calling Brian you're gonna get his sash from him and I was like this feels like cheating she oh was, my god so I had to drive to Brian's graduation at a different part of Norman in Oklahoma Get his sash as he's exiting his graduation. Put it on me. This oh is the best gosh. part. Drive for my 2 p.m. graduation at this hotel in Norman and go to my college graduation. I'm so late from picking up his sash that I'm sprinting into the building. Lose the sash. F- falls off. <laughs> Don't even walk with it. <laughs> I was like, I'm That's so a sorry. Great story. I remember I had cords for something too. I just don't even remember. Yeah, cords. They were cords, like the little the the yeah the braid thing. But then there was like bigger thicker ones Uh for like sororities and nursing Uh and all that type of stuff. Anyway, all that what I was gonna say when I originally brought that up was that um, I know obviously it's very 
disappointing situation for those who are supposed to have a graduation because, you know, they're being robbed of that right now. But I thought it was so weird how the way the Facebook, Instagram world was honoring these people by posting their own graduation photos. Like, oh, here's... Oh, they're old ones. Yeah, like, here's me in class of 1998. I'm going to be like, rub it in. Like, it's rubbing it in. How is that... (laughs) In support of class of 2020, that's actually being like, look at me with my graduation that I got to go to, that I got to walk at. I don't know. I guess it was the thought behind it, but I I don't even think I have pictures from my college graduation. I have from my high school, but not my college. I have some, but I don't really. I don't know. I've just never really been that into it. Yeah, me neither. I was just, I just for real life. Here's a question, though. After you graduated and you went to apply for jobs, did you ever have the thought of, like, did I actually graduate? Yeah. Like, oh, of course. And, like, also, I could have applied for these jobs two years ago and just said I was 20, like, graduated from college. Well, some of them. Because nobody ever asked. They never asked for, like. A degree or anything? Yeah, like, records or anything. I you would I just, had... just put, I just put on my resume, University of Oklahoma, and my grade point average. In my major. Right. That's true. I think some of the jobs that I applied for, I did have to show it. <clears throat> my um, degree, because I was exercise science, so they wanted to see that I... Yeah, that makes sense. ...physically had that before I started training people and stuff along with my certs. Um, I brought that up with Michael the other day. I was like, did you ever like, have the thought of, like, I could have just never graduated? Oh, yeah. I still have like dreams about it. Yeah. And especially because they let me walk... In May, but I still had one more semester, Mm. like one more summer class to take, because I talk about this a lot, but I hope they've gotten better about it since then, but my department slash um, program, I guess, at UNCW was so awful with the way that they would schedule the classes each semester, because anything that you needed as like your core classes to graduate, they would have like three of them at the same time. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, or something. Mm. So, like, if you took one of those and you didn't get into the afternoon version of it, you were SOL. Yeah, so then, you're, so then I you would, weren't going to graduate on time. So I had to take summer school every single semester. I took summer school, every, like, through every single year. Whoa. Um, yeah, and, I mean, it was only one, one or two classes at a time, so it was fine, and it worked to my advantage for a few classes because they were like better if you took them in the summer because you kind of got away with a little bit more. Um, but I'm yeah, thinking about it, I don't know how I didn't grad or how I graduated in four years. Cause I never took summer school and like, it's nearly did you impossible. Change your major a lot? Cause I did. I changed my, um, like specification within the journalism school. So I never switched out of journalism. I went from like broadcast to PR. Then you were probably good. And especially if you took more than, you know, 12, 13 hours a semester. I took, like, 15 a semester. Yeah. I normally did, but there would be some semesters. Like, my senior year, my first semester, I was only able to get into nine credits worth. And so mm. um, I was like, sweet, this is going to be the easiest semester ever. This is great. I mean, I have, like, three or four classes. I'm going to ace this. And I did, but then I realized um, I couldn't ride on the equestrian team unless I was a full-time student. Um, So I had to just take a random, I think I took like psychology of sexual behavior or something. I took that. Just to have another class. class. It was cool, yeah. But I didn't need it. I just, and it's like thousands of dollars when you think about it, just to have to be a full-time student. It's pretty messed up. 
Yeah, the way it all was laid out didn't really make any sense. But yes, that thought did go through my mind because I had to take one of the hardest classes after I walked. And you're like, oh my gosh, what if I don't pass And I was like, what if I do not get through this? It was strength and conditioning, which was... um, That sounds kind of fun, actually. It was, actually, and I really enjoyed it. But there was... I think it was... Yeah, it was. Um... There's a lot of math and stuff that went into it. A lot of not like, not fun. That yeah, it was no longer fun. A little more difficult than you than you might think. It wasn't just like fun exercise labs and stuff. Um. Anyway, yeah, <laughs> that was my experience senior year. Well, if y'all can't tell by the sound quality, we're back in the same room. <laughs> we are. We realized we did seven weeks of this virtually. Therefore, seven weeks in isolation, and we felt like it was time to time. start seeing one another again. So at, don't at us. Don't come yeah. at us with your, <laughs> your conspiracies. We're, we're ignoring it. Um, also, the thing is, Wake <coughs> County... It's like last, <laughs> Wake County last week, which Wake County is like triple the size of New Hanover County. Um, I realize it's not necessarily the ordinance here, but they lifted whatever order to say like you can start seeing family and friends as long as it's under 10 people yeah so I was like there's no reason especially in our county that's way smaller and way less cases that I can't see a handful of people that, that honestly, have also been in isolation for this long that might be the case here right maybe maybe I, I can't I, I never watching know the news honestly it changes all the time and I don't ever know technically the only thing I know is that Still, as of May 9th, we're entering into phase one of... Yeah. Praise the Lord. Which is so good, because that means we can be in groups of 10 or under. Yep. Retail, some retail businesses can open. Yep. Soul's going to open. Um, um, I'm back at it, so... Mm-hmm. I mean, not weddings, but I've been shooting, mm-hmm. so... I saw that. Does that feel so good? Oh my gosh. Yeah, well, we can talk about that in Happies and Crappies. Should we get into happies and crappies? Or we have a we do have a review. We do. We have two still that we haven't read. Yeah, we have a review. So I'll pull that up real quick. They're both really, really good. Um okay, so side note, you'll see you'll you might have you might know this if you follow me on Instagram, but Chelsea came and brought me banana bread while I find this review. <laughs> and it was so good, and I just posted it on my story, and two people have responded. One said, I thought that was meatloaf, and one said, I thought that was steak. <laughs> Gee, thanks. It was but I think it's, I think it's the... Because um, it was in foil? That and I did like a filter. Oh, I think it changed the color. Okay. Well, tell everyone that it tasted good so they it don't think that I'm a so terrible baker. It tasted so good, y'all. <laughs> All right. This, this um, review of the week is from Sophie Alex 58 Her subject says, my inspiration, which is like, wow, so... So touching. I know. Five stars. She said, I've had a passion for physical therapy, athletic training, and fitness for quite a long time. I'm a graduating senior. Well, then our intro will feel really (laughs) applicable to you from high school right now. And these girls inspire me every day to chase after my dreams. I'm from Jackson, Michigan. Blows my mind when people listen from other states. I know. And I didn't even know Wilmington existed until listening to this podcast. Well, I didn't know Jackson existed until just now. So we're, we're even. Yep. My plan now is to move to Wilmington after college and pursue my dream of being a physical therapist for athletes. Thank you, thank you, thank you for showing me that anything is possible with the power of God. You guys truly are my inspirations. You're moving to Wilmington? That is, like, so insane. Sophie, Alex, 
58. Come, when you come here, join Soul and, and come yes, hang out with us. That's absolutely. so exciting. Ah, how cool is that? That's I mean, so that incredible. Is, that was that's some serious influence. That's <laughs> I mean, I may not have a verified check mark on Instagram, but that's an influencer move right there. If I ever heard of it. <laughs> oh man. Um okay, happies and crappies. Okay. Are you starting? I, I will start. Um my ha- uh let's start with a crappy. Meh. My crappy... Actually, I'll start with a happy because I can't think of a crappy right now. Oh, yeah, I can. Yeah, I can. Okay. My crappy is I hate, 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 hate needles. Hate mm-hmm. them. And I realize I'm saying this and I have four tattoos. But it's a different kind of needle feeling when it's medicine blood. or blood being drawn. Yeah. So every week I've had to go and get my blood drawn. There's a happy in this in that yesterday was my last appointment for the miscarriage blood draw situation and my ACG levels as of this morning are officially not pregnant. They're Zero. Down, completely down. Good. So praise. That's not my happy though. So I'll get, ignore that. Right. The crappy is I thought I was done yesterday and then Michael ske- scheduled a life insurance appointment for us to get life insurance and where a nurse comes to your house and does all those things. Blood pressure, weight, height, blah, 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 blah draws blood this morning (laughs) the day after i think it's my last day so look i got a freaking another band-aid on my arm i'm sorry so hey at least you came here that's kind of nice it was kind of nice and she was super sweet she did a great job but i um i'm just so over getting my blood drawn so yeah hopefully today actually was the last day those are my crappies um my happy is my friend liz broke quarantine (laughs) and came to stay with us from last Wednesday to Saturday, which we felt completely comfortable with because she's been quarantining alone. She's single, and she's, like, bored. Like, I can't imagine being single. I just said this to someone the other day. There's a reason why when people are put in jail and they go to, like, the isolation, like, that's the part That messes with their head. Like, highest punishment. Yeah. Because being alone for that long is terrible. No one likes that. For sure. And she... And I just had, like, really good girl time that I had been needing, um, not just from, like, quarantine, but I think just, like, in general. Like, I, like, especially with everything that's gone on with us, like, it's it's so much better to just, like, vent to a girl than to a guy because a guy will, like, try and give you an answer or, like, it's just different. It is, So, like, it was so good to, like, have her in town. We went on a walk every single day and just talked for, like, hours and... Um, we were going to like come to your house for dinner, but we were just like so caught up in conversation that we were like, let's just soak it up. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just, yeah, it was just really good. And she already texted me like the day after she left and said, I already need more time. Can I come back on the 15th? And I was like, yes, you can come every week if you want. <laughs> so that that's was my, awesome. that's for sure my happy. I still can't believe I haven't met her. I know. Like, she's, she was a bridesmaid. So, that's the thing. This is why it's so crazy is right after we got married, like, my life, friendship-wise, completely changed. Yeah. Because my two best friends in Wilmington, Kat and Liz, both moved the, at the same time right when I was engaged. So, they moved and then 
Um, like all my three best friends from home live in different areas and they were all in my wedding. So like all these people that were in my wedding that you would have probably known had I been getting married, like right around the right. same time when you were here, like nobody knows. And then they all moved. So then like, thank God you moved here because I had zero girlfriends for a little bit, bit. like mm-hmm. close, close, yeah. you know? Yeah. And I was like, Ugh. so yeah, it's crazy that a lot of my friends here now don't know my friends that were my friends. Right. Yeah, I know. Well, hopefully, when she comes back. The last time she was here, maybe I wasn't or something, or I probably had weddings, or I don't know. Yeah. Obviously, this time was different because yeah, their circumstances. Yeah, we were quarantined. Anyway, well, that's good. Yeah, we're very used that. Um, my crappy, which is, I guess we're gonna like talk about this on today's episode anyway. Um. Is that I feel like I've officially reached the stage in my pregnancy of feeling, like, different about my body. Mm-hmm. And it's not it, – I'm not, like, spiraling or anything yet, but I think I've officially popped. <laughs> and now that the weather's transitioned and I'm, like, trying to wear clothes that I normally would put on and feel loose and comfortable in, and especially when you're hot, it's just, like, I feel like I'm stuffing myself mm-hmm. into them and it's – not the best feeling in the world and I would totally just like go out and go shopping but it's not really a possibility right now and it's just not the same online I haven't had great luck with that so far um and uh this past weekend I had a shoot which is going to be part of my happy but Jordan came with me and he took a bunch of like behind the scenes videos for me which was really sweet and then I looked at them later and I was like whoa like I just hadn't seen myself Mm-hmm. from that perspective in a long time and just seeing myself look so different was a little hard not that it was not that I'm beating myself up over it because I'm like I'm pregnant it's okay but right. I guess it was just like a whoa okay I'm big now <laughs> you know it's shocking it was a little bit of a wake-up call yeah and I'm only I have a couple more weeks until I hit third trimester and then the growth is probably going to be exponential from that point forward so I'm just trying to um, prep for that and like mm-hmm. get my brain around that and just feel comfortable because I I know it's gonna happen. I'm totally okay with the fact that my body is not gonna look the way I am used to it looking. I just want to feel comfortable if for that sure. makes sense. So I have a follow up to that, but I'm gonna let you say you're happy first. Okay. Um, and also I apologize. I'm like extra out of breath these days because. He is, he's grown and he's officially like able to kick my ribs and stuff now. So it's to the point where like I, breathing is a little harder. Um, I just, it's, he's like higher up. So like eating is harder. I get full really quickly. Breathing is just a little bit more labored. So if I sound like I'm so nuts. running a marathon right now, then that's why. <laughs> um and my happy is that I've officially gotten back to work, which has been incredible. Like, I don't think I ever realized how how much doing what I love affects my everyday, like, livelihood and mental yeah. wellness. Because not doing it for six weeks was awful. Mm-hmm. I tried to do what I could and embrace it and just follow all the rules. Um, and I did. And I still am. And I feel good about that. I don't regret that. But, man, I was, like, 
starting to feel so lost and like helpless and just I've rescheduled 11 weddings and I, I there's just like I didn't know what to do I just felt like I have no control over the situation I can't work I can't control these things and be there for my couples because we're all in this same boat here yeah. so well that's like a good reminder that that or like a yeah like a reminder that you love what you do yeah. You're doing what you're supposed to be doing. Yeah. So I officially, I don't know if I said this last week or not, but I put in a request with the state. Um, it was like a form to be considered an essential business, which I was not obviously considered essential, but they wrote back and said like, however, you can still operate as long as A, B, and C. And like they listed out the guidelines. Yeah. So because in my justification, I wrote, I'm going to be outside. I only work with one to two people at a time. I can easily stay six feet apart, if not more than that. I don't, that's how I normally work with them. I'm not, like, in their face the whole time. You're a much, like, better citizen than I because I probably would have just been shooting the entire time. Yeah. And there's plenty of people that did. And yeah. there's plenty of people that did the whole front porch session thing. And and I was getting a little frustrated over that because I was like, there's, it doesn't make a difference. Like, yes... Those people don't have to leave their house, but the distance is no different than if you were out in a park somewhere with right. them. It just didn't make sense to me, and I started to question that. I was finally like, you know what? There's got to be a way that I can still do this legally. The first few weeks, I was very like, no, I'm just going to stay home. I'm going to follow the rules. I'm not an essential business. People, I think at that point, people probably wouldn't even feel comfortable because no one knew yeah. in those early weeks right. like what was really going on. And so I just pretty much canceled everything, rescheduled everything. Um, but anyway, so I finally got back to, like, shooting one of my couples the other day. We took a ride down to Southport, and like I said, Jordan came with me. No, we just drove down I was there. like, oh, wow, that's so cute. No. Is it open? I don't even think the ferry's running. Yeah. Um, I was like, hey, do you want to take a ride with me? Because Jordan's been home, Cooped too, up. and he's like, yeah, that sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> just to be down by the water and doing what I love and feeling it was like the first day I felt normal yeah and like there's a light at the end of the tunnel and that we're gonna be okay and I don't know just being back in my groove and my flow is so nice because I was starting to question like am I even gonna get to work before this baby comes because if not I don't know that would be hard because then you're going to be on maternity leave and you're going to be not working. Exactly. And, I mean, you're going to be working with that baby, but not doing right. photography. It's already stressful enough. Yeah. As it is to think about coming back to work. Now I'll have, like, six weddings in October, which I was supposed to only have two. Mm-hmm. It's just not, you know, not exactly how I was planning to transition into working again <laughs> after he's born, but... It'll be fine, but the thought of, like, oh, my gosh, like, if I don't get to shoot anything before that, I don't know what, like, I'm going to lose it. Yeah. I really well, thank God. Oh. You're free. Yeah, for now. So, it's seeming like it's looking up, and there's places that I can shoot. I can still operate normally, pretty much. Yeah. At least until more parking and locations start opening. Which, when is that parking going to open? I oh, need it. gosh, I don't even know. Um, beach accessible. I know, because, like, we wanted to go to the beach last night for our anniversary, and then we, like, thought about parking, 
and we were like, let's just stay here. Like, it's yeah. like so, it's so stressful to think about like the steps that you're just like, I know. Well, you don't know what it's going to be like. Mm-hmm. Everyone that I've talked to that lives down there, like, yeah, there's just nothing really. Yeah. So. Um, circling back to your crappy, first I want to say you're such a cute pregnant person. Thank you. And I know that a lot of, it's easier to see your faults than to see what other people see in you. And so yeah. I want you to know you're so cute and you do not look like you've gained weight at all besides your belly, obviously. Thank you. Second, this quarantine is effing with people. Oh, yeah. For sure. <laughs> body body image-wise. Yeah. Me in particular, for sure. Like, I went on a bike ride. Well, I have my, my – we talked about this in the very beginning of quarantine, but circling back, like, your diet probably looks a lot different right now because a lot – one of my clients kind of put it in, like, a really, like – layman's terms kind of way like food makes me happy right now right like it's a crazy world and nothing feels normal and I feel a little out of control and food gives me some happiness so also we're just we're fun. not in the same routine we're and we don't all day. have all the same things accessible to us we're cooking almost like every single meal and it, there's some days where you're just over it and you want to grab a donut for breakfast you know what I mean like so preface with like I realized especially with um with the quarantine and also my like pregnancy and miscarriage that my body is just like effed up and (laughs) for lack of a better term and I saw a picture of myself I went on a bike ride last weekend with um two girls from church and they like we took like a six feet apart picture and they, like, texted it after, and I was like, that is not me. Like, I've gained weight. And I hadn't seen, like you just said earlier, I hadn't seen a picture of myself right. from that lens <clears throat> since all this started. So it, like, struck me, and it, like, threw me through a loop. And I have really had to, one, one, identify, like, what is the root of that, and is it... And it's not necessarily body image. And two, like, figure out how committed I am to, like, a healthier lifestyle right now. Like, do I really want to commit to that right now or do I need to wait, you know? And it, what does that look like right now? What does healthier look like for me in this season? Mm-hmm. And, and it might not look like it would in another season. And what's and what is the why behind it, right? What's the why, because, yeah. You know, right now, we're all feeling like a lot of lack of control I think and this in the same way that you like your story started with an eating disorder in the first place is that our weight is something that we can control or we can try to Mm -hmm. and, and obsess over and so I think now is a really vulnerable time for women especially and especially those who have suffered with it in the past to kind of you know, run back down that path of finding that again. Yeah, I, I was interviewed on a on another podcast about um, one of Michael's mentors. Uh, they were doing, like, different ways to stay healthy during quarantine on their podcast. And they interviewed me. And, and like, I'm, I told them, you know, what's healthy for you in this season might not look what like what's healthy for you in another season. Like, right. you have to kind of 
take a step back, reorder your priorities and adjust accordingly to this, I hate when people say new normal, but like mm-hmm. for the time being new normal. Right. Um, well, the bottom line is too, is like that I keep trying to remind myself of as well. It's like, I guess and we, when we say this a lot too, is what or why do we care so much about the number or the way that we look in that exact moment? Because is that really what's making our world go round? Is that really what's affecting our happiness? Or is it maybe we're just kind of down in the dumps right now in general? And yeah, I feel like if we were out and about and seeing people and back to work normally and socializing, like we probably wouldn't be so fixated on on that. Totally. We're, and that's, we're alone a lot of the times. Right that's now. another that's another thing that I want to address is like if you've had an eating disorder or if you've struggled with body image because you're so alone in your thoughts and you're so self-isolated that it's easy to go in like a loop mm-hmm. back to the beginning of I hate myself. I, I like myself. I hate myself. I like myself. Like you can go right back there in like 2.5 seconds because mm-hmm. you're so isolated and you're, in your, you're stuck mm-hmm. in your thoughts. So this, this isolation or this quarantine could be super triggering for someone who struggles with body image or has had an eating disorder or is trying to heal from an eating disorder because one of the best ways to heal and from my personal perspective and opinion was to like get into a healthy routine with accountability. And you don't, if you don't have accountability, mm-hmm. if that's stripped from you, then it's so easy to fall back into your weaknesses, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, for sure. I reposted this, um, Instagram caption from, how do you say her name? I think it's Mick. Mick Zazen. Zazon. I always want to say Zazu from. <laughs> she is this, I guess, body Instagram positive influencer, body, yeah. po- body positive, body positive, <laughs> body positive influencer, which it always baffles me how she has to keep reposting things to TikTok because it takes them down. I know. So frustrating. I know. So infuriating, especially because TikTok is such a young, influencing platform right. that they're like, oh, now we want a certain narrative. We're going to take all this stuff down. She basically gets a lot of heat because she pulls, pulses. Why can't we talk? <laughs> she posts really like vulnerable, um, some would say, not scandalous, but like revealing yeah. Photos and images. But not any more uh, revealing. Not any more revealing her. than the girl with six pack. Right. In a bikini. But because she doesn't have a six pack and she's right. still in a bikini, the same size, she gets heat and it's not fair. Right. And she posted this quote yesterday. Not really quote. It's like her words. And I felt like I really needed it in that time because I obviously we were always someone who for this podcast especially tries to stress these thoughts, but it doesn't mean that we don't still have them every now and then ourselves. For sure. Especially right now. So I thought this was very timely. Um, And so I wanted to read what she said to share it with you guys. She said, we're expected to be committed to weight loss, beauty standards, and being the cool down for whatever girl, but not create unhealthy weight control habits while consuming media where public figures who have society's ideal beauty standard selling diet teas, fat loss pills, before and after photos, which that's a ding, ding, ding one for me. Mm-hmm. Photoshop, 
All while they eat cheeseburgers and bikinis like it's nothing. It's like we are living in a marathon being told there's a finish line just up ahead after losing the weight. But once we get there, they tell us to run a different direction and it never stops. Mm -hmm. Because there's no finish line up ahead. The finish line is your body right now, this very second. However, it chooses to show up because your body is the least interesting thing about you. Yeah. So good. Those last two little paragraphs. It's like we're running a marathon being told there's a finish line. And the fact that there is none, I was like, yes, exactly. That is how we are, how we're brought up as women. It's like, oh, well, just lose weight and then you'll be great. But yeah. It, it's not that simple. But then it's like you lose the weight and, and you're then too what? skinny. Yeah. There's or always, are you okay? Are you okay? You don't look healthy. So it's like, where is the, there is no. And what's the, what's the why? One, and I really liked the part about like the cheeseburger thing because it's so true like you see all these celebrities just look for an example you see a lot of celebrities who are like you know I really don't like do anything like I don't diet I don't exercise and I just eat cheeseburger and I happen to look like a freaking supermodel like uh, Becca Tilly yeah (laughs) they're either probably lying or just that's their metabolism like they're not the norm necessarily right and that's great for them but you know so it's like it puts this pressure on you. I remember when I was struggling with my eating disorder, I worked for this um, Christian summer camp and I did like all of their marketing and event planning. So we would go to like different high schools and post up these, these events. Well, we were eating a lot of things. We, we did catered a lot of these events. So I remember when I would get catering, like for instance, we had Jimmy John's cater one time and I would take like two sandwiches so that people would see that I was eating to like cover up that my personal problem then was like to cover up that I wasn't. But I still have that internal battle like at dinner parties or cookouts of like, let me make sure that I'm like eating in front of people so they can see that like Mm -hmm. I'm normal. But then sometimes I'll eat so much that I make myself feel bad at the end of the night. So I'm like, what was I doing? What was I trying to prove to people? Right. It's like there's a standard to not eat and there's a standard to eat. Yep. Too much. And if you're not eating while you're eating, if you're eating too much, like, girl, calm down. Right. And then when you do get small, people are like, oh, eat a cheeseburger. Yeah. And then you eat a cheeseburger and I can't. You can never win. You can never freaking win. Just like Taylor Swift said in her documentary, too. It's like, you know, you have to have the, a thin waist, but then you don't have the butt to back it up. Yeah. You have the butt and your waist gets bigger and you can't win. You can't win. I'm like, yeah. It's pretty much the way it You goes, want the hourglass so. figure, you're going to have to eat more. But then if you eat more, you're going to gain weight here. It's just like. Yeah. And the bottom that. line is our body is going to react in the way that it's going to react and respond in different ways than others. And it's going to feel more comfortable in different weights and scenarios than other people. And that's totally fine. Like I was talking to Meredith about this the other day who we've had on we had on the podcast last season um who's a local health coach and she put up a a really good um Instagram story explaining kind of her ideology behind all this and that and I and I said to her you put that so well because I remember when I was working in the fitness industry and women especially would come to me with a specific goal a specific number Mm -hmm. that they wanted to get to I would always be like, why? Mm-hmm. Why do you want to be 120 pounds? Yeah, what does that number what do? Is that, what does that number do for you? Because 
for me, if I was 120 pounds, you would be, we would be really worried about me. Yeah. Like, my body does very well in the 130s and 140s. That's just how I've always been. That's when I'm the healthiest, happiest, look the most proportionate and normal. And that's been my happy medium. Yeah. If I were to look at myself at 120 or below, I would be like, you need help. Mm -hmm. So why is it that we fixate on On a number, on a number or a specific look when like our bodies are our bodies and they, they're going to be comfortable in their, in their homeostasis, right? When everything's working together in a balanced way. Also the number thing is interesting because it's not like we all go around being like with a sign on our forehead that says, I weigh this. Right. Nobody knows. Nobody knows what you weigh. And who cares? It's just for the satisfaction of being a certain size or a certain number that, I don't know, I don't know who put that standard out there, but I'll tell you one thing, it does not. Yeah, I, that doctor, that nurse that came over this morning, she brought like a scale and height and everything, and I don't look at the number when I'm at the doctor, I turn around or I close my eyes and I ask them not to tell me. Mm-hmm. And that's my personal preference because of my eating disorder. Like, it is a trigger for me personally. I know I would go into, like, a spiral if I saw a number. So I just don't even deal with it. Yeah. And I remember right before my wedding, um, I saw the number. Because, you know, you're, like, kind of working extra hard to get in that wedding dress and stuff. And and you – I don't know. I just snuck in. I saw it. And I I liked it. I was like, this feels like a healthy weight for me. And recently, I snuck and saw it again. And it's way more than that. And it triggered me. So I was like, done with that sneaking and seeing. Because mm-hmm. I can't. I'm not triggering. I'm not going to trigger my mind again. Right. So this morning she comes over and she like pulls out the scale. And I was like, listen, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to close my eyes. I know you're going to write some number on that sheet that's right in front of me. If there's anything you need me to do, like sign, initial, before you write that number down, can I do it now? And then you, I probably sound like a crazy person. I was like, yeah. because when you write that number on the sheet, I want you to turn it around. And I want you to move the scale, remove the scale. And she was like, okay. And then, um, I mean, but that's, that can't be that crazy of a, of a request for them. Like, exactly. Sure plenty of doctors. And I said it so kindly. It wasn't like, I was like, remove the scale. Right. You know what? <laughs> um, and then like five minutes go by and she goes, we haven't even talked about it. And she goes, you know, I really like that you don't look at the number. And I was like, yeah, it just messes with my head. I'd rather be like happy today than like overthinking yeah. that number. And she was like, I need, you know, I really need to start doing that. And I was like, I mean, it doesn't even matter. Right. But the thing is, a lot of health professionals will tell women that they're overweight based on the, based on the number. BMI. And I'm like, first of all, going back to um, our episode with Brittany and like health at every size, there's actually no correlation between weight and health. Right. Like, yes. Obesity. There's some issues with, like, heart and right. and disease and all exactly. that. But. but when it comes to just weight in general and not any of the other biometrics, it literally means nothing. Like, I remember when we, back in the day, got a wee fix. <coughs> Sorry, I don't have COVID. <laughs> My uh, brother and I were playing it, and you'd have to, like, get on, and it would weigh you. And remember that we'd, like, stand mm-hmm. on that platform, and it would tell you your... BMI or like overweight and it would make your avatar look like you mm-hmm. which is like so messed up now so when twisted. I think back to this this is when I was in high school and my brother is like 
don't know, six foot, very athletic build, like played sport in college. And he got on and it told him he was like morbidly obese. Are you serious? Because he's, he was like very fit and muscular. And of course, you know, if he's over 200 pounds or whatever it was at the time, I don't know. He told him he was obese. It's crazy. And made his little avatar go, go wild. And I was like, this is, this has got to go out the window. Like, why is this even still? But that's why we're all messed up is because of things like that. Oh, not, yeah. not we fit specifically, but because like. No, like the medical healthcare. Even standard. beyond that, like the standard in media, the standard in mm-hmm. all these things that we're being told our whole lives without even realizing that those are. Well, destroying I think, us. I think the doctor one is is the one that normally gets to people because I think that plenty of women, especially, well, yes, they're influenced by media, but um, at least from my experience with training clients, it was the point where their doctor told them. They would come to see me once their doctor said, hey, you need to lose weight mm-hmm. or tell them that they're obese or whatever, even though they really weren't. Mm-hmm. Yes, they could have been. They needed to get healthier. Like, they were not exercising. They were not taking care of their bodies. But they didn't need to lose weight. They needed to start exercising. Yeah, they needed to get their hearts healthy and yeah. put better nutrition in their bodies. Yeah. And I wish that's how it was verbalized. Presented. Yeah, it's like, hey, don't you want your heart to be healthy? Don't you want, you know, you to get the nutrient, your body to get the nutrients it that it be, needs? How are you eating? Yeah. Are you exercising? Are you, you know, intentional with your healthy habits? Not, oh, well, this is what the number on the scale says, so... Vibration. You gotta get it down. Right. Yeah. Anyway. It's, it's so frustrating. I could talk about it forever. And I have clients that come to me still and they're like, I really want to get down to this number. And I now say the same thing that you just said. Like, why? Yeah. Why? And it doesn't matter. And also. They probably can't have a reason either. There's no, there's no valid reason. There's no reason. If you really think about it, it's kind of silly. It is. There, there is, it totally makes sense. You're like, I fit into these, I had this fight with Michael last night or not last night, two nights ago when I tried on these shorts and they don't fit jean shorts. I wore all last summer and they don't fit me anymore. And I was like, I think it's healthy for me to go. I want to like look good in these jean shorts again. That to me, or fit into these jean shorts. That to me is like a healthier mindset than like, I need to lose 10 pounds. Right. Like if you reword that, like I was really healthy last summer. These G-shorts fit me. I know that they can. I'm only, like, a couple pounds away. How do mm-hmm. I, like, that, maybe that's my goal. That makes, I don't know. Am I verbalizing that? Am I no, it saying makes that right? Like, I don't want it to sound like I'm. But even then, like, you're also training a lot differently than you were last 100%. year. 100%. so your body might just be more muscular. And I just had a miscarriage. Like, my hormones are psycho. I've yeah. put on so much weight in the last month that I never had before. And I can't ignore the fact that I was under an immense amount of physiological stress. Like, oh, yeah. no, my body was like, yeah, I've never done this before. <laughs> like, what do I do? You In know? the middle of a freaking global pandemic. Yeah. So you're rightfully. So, I mean, anyways, I, I just think it's okay to have healthy goals, but, but always take a step back, step back and ask yourself, why, why? is that my goal? Mm-hmm. Especially during this quarantine. And it's okay if you want to lose weight. Like, there's nothing wrong with wanting to lose weight, but your why needs to make sense, and it needs to have moral, like, ground to stand on, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Right. Um, And, like, one of my girls today said, the one that said food makes me happy, 
She's like, yeah, I know I've put on a little weight, like, right here. And she, like, grabbed her, um, like, her gut, where every woman carries weight. Like, mm-hmm. duh. And she was like, but, like, I'm not going to stop eating right now because it's making me happy. And I was like, then don't, girl. Get those, get that ice cream at night. You know, like, I don't know. If it turns into an addiction and you're binging every night, that's different. But Yeah. You know, my, my last doctor's appointment was a virtual one. And... I think I talked about this on a previous podcast and she had me like take my own blood pressure and stuff. And I was like, interesting. Like I happen to know how to do this and own a cup, but like, what are you doing with the normal population that does not know how to do this? Right. Anyway. And then they asked me what my weight was and I was like, I don't know. And I was like, I don't own a scale. And she said, and she's like actually one of my favorite doctors at the practice, but she, she said something like, Oh, well it must be nice. You could do it, too. And I was like, what? what? Like, well, yeah, I don't want to scale so that it doesn't trigger me to spiral into body image issues that I had for years and years of my life, but I'm not going to go down that road. She's like, oh, well, you're still small, and we're not worried about it too much yet. Like, I think up until that point, I had gained, like, 10 pounds since getting pregnant. So she's like, but, you know, if we're not back to normal, once you get into your third trimester, then you're going to have to get a scale. Hmm. Which, I guess, you know, but can you, yeah. at that point, I guess they need, they're like, you know, for fluid issues and all that, we need to see what your weight gain is. Yeah. So, like, I really hope it doesn't come down no, to I that. No, I really hope you can go back to the doctor I again. really just want to go in. I don't want to buy a scale. Which, um, can you not go to doctor's appointments at all right now? Because I um, went, I went yesterday and people it, were going. It depends on, like, what you're going for. So, my last appointment was just a checkup really I mean I didn't need to get blood drawn I didn't need ultrasound it was just kind of like a let's check in on, yeah. on things and I don't love the fact that I haven't gotten to go since the anatomy scan because next time I'll go it'll have been at least like 10 weeks that I've been seen so of course I like going and having them like listen to the heart rate and all that stuff just just for peace of mind but because I've been feeling him so much, it's like yeah, you're... Uh, it's comforting enough that it's like holding me over. Um, but the next time I go is for my glucose test, so I have to go in for that. And then I think after that point, they'll probably let us start coming back for appointments. It'll probably still be like waiting in the car instead of your waiting room, and still no husbands allowed or whatever. Right. But, um, yeah, that's yeah. how it was with me. Yeah. So we'll see. Hopefully things start slowly lifting and I pray by August when this baby comes if he comes in August which I hope he does um that it'll be in much better shape because we hired a doula and stuff and I want her to be able to be there too Mm -hmm. so are you gonna do a home birth no but I want to go unmedicated okay so bless um, you bless you bless you bless you we could talk I could talk about this in a whole nother episode because if quarantine has been any silver lining for me, it's the fact that I, like, I had always been someone who went into birth thinking, if I could get an epidural, like, why wouldn't I? Like, why would I have to be some martyr that, you know, goes through all this pain for no reason? And I kind of just, like, was going into it thinking, I'll just see how, how it goes, and if I need it, I need it, and if I don't, I don't. But if that's the case course you're gonna go in and you're gonna get the freaking medication Mm -hmm. right so I've just been trying to educate myself 
and this quarantine has given me the time and like space in my mind to like start asking a lot of questions and thinking about things and the amount that I've learned is mind-blowing really yeah and now I'm actually more scared of a medicated birth than a non-medicated birth so um we decided to hire a doula for that and um really also for Jordan because he's like pretty squeamish Mm -hmm. um like, he even gets a little freaked out when he feels the baby. So, I'm like, he he will be there for me. I know he will. But I think he's going to need support, too, in order to be able to be there for me, if that makes sense. Like he I needs, think so, too. He needs to be coached. He needs to have someone else in our corner. A professional saying, like, this is normal or yes, this is, exactly. okay, you need to do this. Yeah. yeah. So, it was really for both of us. And when I talked to him about it, he was, like, completely on board. Like, yes, you're right. And, and he wasn't offended by the fact that I felt that at all. I was like, look, I, I know that you can be strong for me, but I'm going to need you to be, like, really strong for yeah. me. And if you need support, too, in order to do that, then I think this is what we need to do. For so, sure. Good call on that. Yeah, so let's update on that. But I, that's a whole other rabbit hole that I could go down. We can save for a later episode. But um, that's the latest. Before we wrap up... I have a confession to make. I actually don't come at me for this. There are things that I really hate about quarantine, but I really love quarantine. <laughs> like, I know it's so crazy. I mean, and it's been a, a crappy, I was going to say the other word. I was trying to think of the replacement and I couldn't, it took me forever. It's been a crappy quarantine for us, like, um, as far as like situations go, but as far as the slow, the slowness of pace mm-hmm. where we're, I'm still working though. So I can see like, if I wasn't working at all, I would be so bored and like need, mm-hmm. need something to do. So I realize that my situation is not normal, but I love that I've gotten to slow down and not, I don't have to mm-hmm. work as much, but I'm still working full time. Yeah. And instead of overtime, like I was, I love that. Like Michael and I are always home together. I love not feeling bad for saying no to plans because we're not getting asked to do anything. Mm-hmm. You know, that feeling of like I've overcommitted or I'm like doing so much this week and yeah. But now I'm at the point where I'm like, I'm going to say yes to everything. I know. And then I'm going to feel the same way I was before. <laughs> no, but I'm excited to like finally get to say yes to things. That's but true. I, but I know, I know what you mean. And I feel the same way. We are, Jordan and I were just talking the other day. His parents FaceTimed us. And I was like, I'm really got getting used to him being here. And like, obviously I want things to go back to normal just like anybody else does. But I'm kind of going to be sad now. I'm going to be sad. He goes back to work. And... Even, like, Wrigley, our dog, she's so used to us both being home now that um, mm-hmm. she she's going to need to adjust because and, – and I'm hoping she has a little bit of a transition between that and then the baby coming because I think she, she's going to, like, lose her mind. Because <laughs> yesterday I went to go take her for a walk, which normally she loves walking, like any dog does. And it just happened to be at the exact same time that Jordan was getting in his truck and going to run to the store. And so she heard him leave. And when I went to go, like, the other way down the street with her, she would not walk. 
she sat down in the middle of the street looking down the way that he went wondering where he was oh going. my gosh yeah they're gonna have a hard run. time bears like, the same way normally like before all this she'd be like okay bye dad like me and mom are going for a walk but this was like she's not used to one of us being gone or the other oh so like oh man this is gonna be this is gonna be interesting when we have to go back to I was listening to uh, Lady Gang. Do you listen to Lady Gang? Sometimes. Sometimes I do too. I don't listen to it. It's a little a little much for me sometimes. Sometimes it's too much. Sometimes it's like just enough. And I was listening to one from this week. I unsubscribed for like six months and then I just got back into it. But because you know, we have time. Yeah. And one of them was joking like, you know, our we've been catching up on so much sleep since the quarantine, like we've been getting eight, eight to nine to 10 hours some nights. And, you know, you're used to getting like six to seven, maybe on like a normal week, especially where you wake up super early. And I'm, I was like, I feel that she goes like, we had an 11 AM phone meeting last week. And I was like stressed that I was going to miss it (laughs) because it was like so early. And I was like, okay, that's a little extreme, but I realized her point. And I just realized that next week I am starting 6 a.m. classes again a couple times a week and I'm like oh damn yeah like back at it I'm gonna be waking up at five again and granted I've been waking up at 6 30 every day mm-hmm. but an hour and a half like yeah that's significant yeah so I'm like super anxious about that like getting back yeah. into that's been that a nice 6 a.m. to 7 p.m. schedule that I have and like sh- that stresses me out but it's like then again, what I miss most is soul group classes. Yeah. So it's like, of course, it's going to be great when it starts. It's just like, I'm stressed. It's like Christmas is coming, but I'm not ready for I it. I know. I, this morning, I slept until 10. Damn. Dang. Which, Man, I cussed a lot this episode. When I think the reason why is, well, first of all, did you hear those crazy storms again? Yeah, I did. So that woke me up at like 5 or 6, and then I was up for a little while and tried to fall back asleep, but... Recently, I got us blackout curtains for our room because mm. when we moved in, there was these really ugly, like, shades on the window instead of blinds, and so I took those off because they were, like, big, bulky, like, fabric shades. So we had no coverings on our windows except these, like, white, sheer curtains that yeah. I cut up, and we have this giant light outside of our room. It's, like, a big light post that lights up the backyard at night. And it automatically goes on when it gets dark, and we cannot figure out how to turn it off. We turn like tried circuit breakers, and it's tried plugging something. It's probably censored. I think there's got to be a way to, to shut it off. For sure, for sure. But we couldn't figure it out. Just anyway, it. this thing is always like <laughs> lighting up our room, and I, we were always able to sleep through it. But it's enough where it's like it's not the kind of dark that you really would want it in your room to sleep. So now that we've been there in in the ugh, can't talk today in this house for like a month. I was like, all right. I'm going to switch out these curtains. These decorative ones can go downstairs. And I'm going to get us some legit like legit blackout curtains. And the last two nights that I've had them up, like I had no clue. I'd like wake up and be like, is it still night or is it morning yet? I like I really didn't know. <laughs> blackout curtains are a game changer. Yeah. And I have so, them at my house and at my parents' house. Yeah. Which I don't. And I normally don't even really like that because I like waking up to the natural sunlight, but I needed something because I was waking up and this freaking blaring light was coming in the middle of the night. So this is at least helping me get sleep, but now I'm like not relying on the natural sun to wake me up in the morning. So you're just like sleeping. So I was just like a zombie and I woke up. I could do that. I could sleep in all day if I didn't have 
appointments. I yeah. totally could. And I feel like especially with your pregnant my pregnancy, like my body's just like, okay, keep sleeping. Like you don't have any other reason to wake up. So, but I did get up at like five or six and the storm kept me up for a little while and I eventually fell back asleep. But oh my gosh, that just reminded me. <laughs> so I sleep talk at night and um, <laughs> usually it's like stress, like like. I'm in a bad dream or a situation that I'm like, no, stop. Like, and I'm like actually yelling with someone. And Michael's like always like, are you okay? Like, are you going to bed super stressed? Like, where are you at? Mm -hmm. Okay. So, but then he just got used to it. Like it just happens like seriously, like four or five times a week. And wow. The other night, the day that Liz got here, uh, that night we all went to bed and not in the same bed. Okay, but we we went to bed, and he said in the middle of the night, like clockwork, I started sleep talking again. But instead, I sit up, I'm laying down, I sit all the way up, eyes are closed, and I go, I'm excited! (laughs) And then I lay back down and go to bed. That is amazing. And I was like, I think it's because my friends are here. (laughs) That's great. Jordan will do that sometimes. I'm excited. sleep, and normally it's like, um, gibberish like it doesn't yeah it doesn't I do that too where you're like yeah exactly well <laughs> many years ago when I was living in an apartment with my roommate um we've been dating like I don't know a year or two at this point he stayed over one night and in the middle of the night he just wakes like doesn't wake up but sits up still fast asleep and he goes well, now where am I supposed to live? <laughs> and then just lays back down. I was like, and you wonder, like, what were you dreaming? I was like, dreaming? what were you dreaming of last night? And I told him, and he was like, oh my But then gosh, you can never remember. Know. When he asked me, he's like, what were you dreaming about? I'm like, I don't know. He's like, yeah. you were wrestling, or you were excited. <laughs> so funny. Oh, man. Anyway. Well, this was obviously just like a catch-up episode, so hopefully y'all enjoyed our, our girl talk and felt like you were in the living room with us. Yeah. Um, if there's anything you guys are interested in hearing about next coming weeks, let us know. Yeah, and like I want to start, you know how like big-time podcasters do like, qu- let's... Crowdsourcing? No, I hold on. <laughs> Listener questions? Yeah. Like, like advice. Yeah, like an advice letters. section where they yeah. like read like a question and then you answer yep. like quickly. I want to start doing that. So if I would you love that. do we still have our heart and soul email? Yeah. Okay, what is it? Heart and soul podcast at gmail.com? I'm pretty sure, yeah. If you have any questions, you can email either heart and soul podcast at gmail.com or I'm getting so many banana bread. <laughs> Sorry. I just looked at my phone and <laughs> Rachel just said, Summer made banana bread, too, and and brought it to our recording. <laughs> we might as well have the same podcast. Oh, my gosh. Shout out to the Get Social podcast. Y'all should listen to that. It's so yeah, good. it's great. So, yeah, email us at heartandsoulpodcast at gmail.com, or you can just DM us yes. on, on our Instagram or our personal Instagrams. And, and it can be completely anonymous. We would never. Completely yeah. anonymous and completely random. It can be yeah. about anything. It doesn't oh, have yeah. to be just about health and fitness. Come at, come at us, bruh. Yeah, that'll be exciting. Did you listen to the scrubbing in this week where they kept saying Shaka? Yes. Like, yeah, Shaka. (laughs) So good. Okay, well, we love y'all and.